The name's Rex. But you'll call me Captain or Sir. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. My designation is Trooper 27-5555, sir. We call him Fives. I'm Heavy. This is Echo. I'm Commander Cody, your new boss. Sir, yes, sir! Looks like we got ourselves a batch of shinies, Commander. Look around. We're one and the same. Same heart, same blood. Your training is in your blood. My blood's boiling for a fight. So I have hope. any idea what you've done. This is our war. This can't be good. We need to pull back. Get rid of the portals. If we can draw them out, we can see them. If we can see them, we can hit them. All right, Rex. What's so important that you brought us all the way back here? Hello, Master. It's been a while. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 103 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Siraj Shahi, and my three co-pilots for this evening's post-con adventure. Mm. The young, the restless, the bearded one, a guy with a brand new Marvel shirt, <laughs> yellow and bright, Mr. <laughs> Carlos Buarguel. The man that went side by side with me to the city of Las Vegas this last weekend. We went there, we battled, we lost... He wandered. He wandered. Yeah, he was all over the place. If you're in some DM groups, you know. He was, uh, I was trying to find him and I couldn't find him. Mr. Less is lost Gonzalez. <laughs> that is so I true. I mean, found. Lost and found. There we go. The man we call El Hombre. <laughs> the man with the golden locks. Eric. Is pretty rad. Struthers. You see, I'm letting you do this, Eric. I'm letting you do the middle thing. Thanks, man. I you're, appreciate you're it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And tonight, we have, you know, I always say tonight we have a very special guest host. But today, we not only have a, a special guest host, we have who I consider a friend. I've sat side by side with him on now this podcasting many of times. And every time I'm on there, it's a fantastic time. 
You might have seen him walking down the mean streets of Costa Mesa wearing some fashionable foot attire that has some amazing uh, ventilation. The devoted, loving, good-for-you technology in every pair of Crocs. <laughs> but you probably heard him on three MSW podcasts, which are First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, and like I said before, now this is podcasting, the man with the stories that lighten up our hearts like E.T. did back in the day, which Corey probably hasn't seen, Mr. Corey Van Dyke. How are you, buddy? That's going to be the nicest intro I ever get on any other podcast going forward. <laughs> That's probably For true. sure. That's probably true. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I got to say, Carlos, did we meet up the other day? We did. We did. Yes, we did. Okay. I don't know why I've never made the connection until right now. For, <laughs> for whatever reason, I've never made the connection. But now I know. Well, there, there you go. You, there I, th- I think you've met him before that, too. If I'm not I mistaken. Have. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's a cool. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yes, and we we're going to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. But how is everybody doing? Uh, dude, I got back from um, Comic Con. I think it was uh, not yesterday, but the day before. And it was uh, about five and a half days of craziness. It was myself, Dom from the Star Wars Underworld, Love Jason that. Ward, uh, Steele, Jared, and uh, Tashi, and Randy. So it was it was a really fun time. It was the first time I ever went to Comic-Con, and I feel like I picked a really good year to go. Oh, I think it was did. awesome. We're going to get into that yeah. in a second. And what a great group. All Every single one of those people you named are amazing people. Yeah, they're great. Very cool. And we were we were going to be there right next to you, by the way, Les and I, and yeah. probably Boo, too. Uh, but we had a trip planned. Uh, we have this once-a-year Vegas trip. A bunch of guys, friends, or Les's buddies, my, my buddies from San Diego, while Les was working down there. and so we get together once a year and we go to Vegas and we have a crazy time. And we were actually telling those guys, man, we need to switch this next year because it always lands on Comic-Con weekend. And yeah. we're, we're definitely going to change it next year. We're, we're coming to Comic-Con next year. Awesome. Yeah, you guys were missed. Yes, yes. I can't wait to, to hang out with all you guys and do all that great stuff. We'll get into that. That's why I wanted you to come on the podcast. I wanted you to be our correspondent. You lived it. It was your first yeah. one. And uh, we're going to dive into that in a second. Eric, how are you, buddy? Buddy, I am fantastic. Today was my little man's fourth birthday, and it was just party time all the way around. Awesome. What did you guys do? We got up and instantly started opening presents, which changed what we (laughs) planned on doing the entire rest of the day. (laughs) I'm sure. We had all kinds of plans, and he's like, yeah, I got toys, man. We're done. We're done, son. We're done. And uh, we hung out and ate cake and stuff. And then we went to his swim lessons. And he, he, that kid, man. So, okay, I told you, he just turned four, right? And he's in swimming lessons. And all the girls at the, at the place, they're all, you know, older teenagers. And uh, all girls, all super cute. And he had this teacher, his, I, we asked him, Henry, what's her name? Because we knew this other girl's name. And he was with this different girl. He goes, um... I think, uh, I think it's Cupcake. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. her name, Cupcake. Cupcake. And I'm like, oh, my boy. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's a, he's a ladies' man or something. I heard Les use that in Vegas. So a girl, hey, Cupcake, come over here. But the girl slapped him. It didn't go over well. <laughs> Never been slapped well, I'm glad. in Vegas. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. By the way, in Vegas, um, yeah. anywhere actually, uh, yeah, anywhere. I'm, yeah, I'm I am not that vile of a man. I've been, you know, I've been slapped. It. I've been slapped by a dude. Yeah, but I've. I, I think you were there. No last. dude will ever the balls to slap me. 
Yeah, you well, did I get cheap shot. That was some I BS. I got cheap yeah, shot by was, a guy, yeah. and then the bouncer grabbed me and picked me up in the air and took me outside. I, I wasn't there for that. I was wondering what the hell was going on. I wasn't there for that. That's another story. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, Eric, you had a great time with, with your son. That's fantastic. And I'm glad he's a lady, ladies' man already at four. So Yeah. Well, watch out, ladies. Watch yeah, out, ladies. Little, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin that. That kind of sounded a little, like, aggro, didn't it? What's that? Nobody has balls to slap me. Yeah, you got a little aggressive. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, you got a little aggressive. Happy birthday. Les, how you doing other than wanting to fight people? I'm running on fumes. Somebody yeah. slap Les. Please. Les is really tired. We need to wake him up. Going. <laughs> Boo, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's hot, but I'm doing great. I'm yeah, good. it's balls hot over here, guys. But I'm glad everybody's doing great. I think it's time to get into the shenanigans real quick because our shenanigans are pretty much about how great our network is. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. With podcasts like now, this is podcasting, Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmission, Z, Idiots Array, Tarkin's <laughs> Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. You're going to hear, like I said before, Corey's on three of those podcasts, and they're fantastic, and we'll get into those a little bit later as well. I do want to say one thing. We are uh, very happy for our friends on the Make Star Wars Podcast Network. Mr. Will Witten and our boy Haas Burkhart. They have started a Patreon. And nice. uh, please go and support them. They are a fantastic podcast. One of the best out there. Super cool. Uh, and uh, go out there and pledge and uh, listen to that amazing content. Please. You can Appreciate catch us it. on Twitter at the Sith List. Boo. At the Sith List. Boo. Less. At Less is More 78. The hair. At Eric Strathers. And Corey, give them your Twitter right now so they can just check it out while you're they're listening. Sure. It's uh, Corey underscore Wolfpack. And I will say that midway through Comic-Con, I was like, you know, Araj and Les and all of them aren't here. Like, it just, I don't know, it just occurred to me. And then I thought of you guys in your Vegas trip and got really curious. So I'm excited to hear what, uh, yeah, what went down. I don't know down. if we could talk about all those things. You I ain't hearing say, nothing, buddy. No. <laughs> no, but Corey, I will say this. I woke up. We partied so hard that I woke up with my left eye. There was blood in my eye. Out of the socket. Oh. Out of, uh, yeah, there was blood inside my pupil. And I think I blew a blood vessel one of the nights. Whoa. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. Was that oh, his nickname? Shit. Good. Holy fuck! That is, that is not a joke. That is there not is a joke. actual fucking blood in his fucking <laughs> eye. And certain people, I sent messages and videos to. I apologize. We sent a lot of stuff to a lot of people, and the best one was when you'd like, uh, "I'm gonna drop a Snickers for you, Haas, in the pool." Yeah. It was a two second video. That's all he says. I'm gonna drop a Snickers for you, Haas. <laughs> yeah, That's all that? it was. Yes, I did that. That's all. It was a two second video. Of, yeah. I'm gonna drop a Snickers for you, Haas. We were at a Calvin Harris <laughs> Wet Republic Day Club, and it was pretty crazy and nuts. And yeah, I might have said some stupid stuff. We'll skip the Vegas talk till later, Corey. We'll, we'll, all right. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that later. So, guys, we, we have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. You can find our stuff on Public. We got a couple new shirts. Please leave some iTunes reviews. They are very, very helpful. I think that's about it with the shenanigans. Let's get into Corey, and let's get into his fandom. A- anybody who's anybody that listens to the Making Star Wars Podcast Network or even goes on makingstarwars.net knows who Corey is. He is a fantastic human being, and he is a great podcaster. Obviously, he loves the Star Wars, like we all do. But other than Star Wars, Corey, what's your fandom all about? What are you into, my friend? 
Oh, well, thank you. And, uh, well, I got like an array of things. I think just based off now this is podcasting, people could probably figure it out. But yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm hardcore into Marvel, too, which is my second thing next to Star Wars. If Star Wars wasn't a thing, Marvel would be like right there, which I see you guys are probably around the, the, the same mind frame. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, Marvel's definitely second. Um, I dabble into DC here and there, um, but but re- you know, like even well, when I was growing up, like my favorite thing was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Beatles before Star Wars came into the picture. Um, so yeah, you mean of, Beatles? The Beatles, the band, the Beatles. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, which is weird to say here since I've never said that on Alice's podcasting. Yeah, and I we- probably would get some sort of cr- credit for that. Yeah, that is really cool, man. Yeah, we talk music here too, so we'll dive into the Beatles later. But later, that's cool. Right, nice. So yeah, that's kind of um, the bread and butter of everything. You watch, my, uh, you watch anything on TV, like uh, any of the CW, uh, DC stuff, or Marvel, Netflix stuff. Yeah, I mean, in terms of just anything, really. Obviously, I watch Game of Thrones, um, Westworld. Okay. Um, well, yeah, the CW stuff, I'm all caught up with all that, but I'm not really, I don't know. I'm just not digging it as much anymore. And then, as a matter of fact, I think Carlos was with us, but on Saturday night, we uh, decided to watch a bunch of trailers at Comic-Con while we were at the condo. <laughs> and I think we watched a bunch of CW trailers, and it was really hard to get through. Yeah, um, it was a bit rough. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was rough. Oh, yeah, and, I can imagine. Uh, for, is that yeah. for the TV shows? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, but in terms of Marvel, yeah, I watch all the shows they have for the live action stuff. Um, I th- the only stuff I haven't seen is like, I think, uh, there's a show called the gifted. I haven't seen that. Um, and then there's another, uh, X-Men show I haven't seen, but other than that, I'm all caught up. Very cool. And, and obviously you're a big time collector. Yeah. Talk, um, talk about your love of collecting and is it just specifically to star wars or do you collect all kinds of different stuff um i collect some marvel stuff but it's primarily star wars so i started collecting uh, about when the clone wars came out and i started collecting like clone wars figures and all that so that's kind of when it started i when i was i think i was seven at the time my dad introduced me to all the star wars and every time a star wars movie would end he would have he already bought me figures for that particular movie, which I didn't know until the movie ended, obviously. And so for New Hope, I remember after seeing that movie, he had like a bunch of figures out from a New Hope to give to me, um, which was super cool. So that got me into collecting, I think, hardcore. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. Man. Great, 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 great. I got to check out. I, I looked at one of your YouTube. I think it was for Cargo Hold and I looked at one of your. YouTube uh, videos in the back of it. I saw all that fucking collection. Your collection's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like that. Yeah. Eric, have you seen that? Dude, some of it, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I got, was... like, I got like four things in a box behind me, and I was like, yeah, I'm a collector. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a co- I'm a collector. I'm a buyer. Oh, good God. Oh, yeah. Solar. I'll tell you what, though. Like 75% of that is gone now because when we we moved two years ago, from Virginia to Chicago. And I was kind of like, yeah, I like a lot of this stuff, but just even thinking about moving all of that, I had to like part with most of it. So that's not what it is anymore. You had to let go. 
Yeah. Sometimes you got to. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you, it seems like you are in line. Your fandom's in line with everything that we watch and we participate yeah. in. So this is going to be badass. This is going to be fun. So. Let's... Oh, yes. And The Walking Dead, I forgot. That's a big one I know you guys talk about. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the box office real quick. This comes from boxofficemojo.com. At the top of the box office. All right, guys. Box office, The Equalizer 2, Denzel kicked some ass, literally, on film. And he beat up Mamma Mia 2. Good for you, Denzel. Killing it. This was an actual record, by the way. The record was, this was the first time in history two sequels were number one and number two. I don't know if people know that. And this information comes from boxofficemojo.com. Equalizer 2, anybody get to see this? No, I, I, I still need no, to. No, we hope to get to see it soon. Though. Okay, I yeah. haven't seen it either. But Equalizer 1 was pretty damn good. I, yes. saw, I saw Mamma Mia, though. No, you didn't. No, fuck, of course not. <laughs> How dare you think you I know did. what? You just threw the challenge down, and Brittany's going to take you now. No, she already seen it, so I'm, I'm and out. And you're going again. No, I'm not. Get she, ready. No. It is something that is uh, great. She, she, went that, uh, she went to see it no. on Monday. I'm out. First experience with Mama, now with the boo. Oh, oh there it is. No, not a chance. I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen Mama Mia one. Okay, key question. I yeah. thought that there were like four of these Mama Mia movies. No, just There's only one. two. This is the second one. I I thought that there was like a dozen of these movies. I, I was like, no. what the fuck? No? And the first one's based after a, a, a massively successful musical on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I heard the reviews weren't very good for Mamma Mia 2. It was, it was a money grab. But The Equalizer 2, the reviews were pretty good. If you've seen The Equalizer 2, please email us or call us. And let us know how it is. Denzel's a badass. Yes, you know is. what? Denzel's never been in a comic book film. No. Hmm. Right? Less? No. The no. one, uh, the one with the book about the Bible. That's just oh, a post-apocalyptic. The book of Eli was not whooping. a comic book. That's just story? him going around whooping ass. Okay, that's that was a cool does. movie. The yeah. book of was Eli. it? Was it really good? <laughs> oh yeah, man, it's great. I've Super it's dark, good. very violent, in a neat way though. Yeah, Denzel's turned into this badass. badass. He's always been a badass, but now he's turned into a guy that just beats ass. He's he's done the uh, Liam Neeson road now. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So there's your box office, guys. So now we're going to get into something that we all love and cherish, and that is Star Wars. And we're going to get into some Star Wars chit-chat. A shit ton of stuff happened. Last week, we had nothing to talk about. This week, boy, oh boy, is there some news out there. So Eric, Struthers, and Corey, I'm just going to geek out and listen to you guys talk, and we're going to chime in here and there. But take it away, Mr. Struthers. Well, man, first of all, let me just say this. Corey lived it. He was there for reals. And I think that's where the real story's at. <laughs> so the, the big, the big bright shining star of this entire thing. And I guess let me paint this up a little bit. For the people in our immediate circle, this is huge news. Steele was just talking about this on the Hyper Chat show when it, right before we started recording this show for for the people outside of that who are like, yeah, I've seen some Star Wars movies. They're neat. They have no idea what we're talking about or mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. But Clone Wars 10th anniversary panel. And uh, for those of you guys who have listened to Making Star or to now this is podcasting at all, you've heard, you know, Corey wax poetic about his love for the Clone Wars. And he was hoping beyond hope that there would be some really cool announcement. And you know, it, let's be honest, it flies in the face of logic to to hope for such a thing. But man, he, he, he and Steele 
kept trying to tell him, look, man, it's just not going to happen. This has been going on for a while. And then, Corey, tell us what happened. Yeah. So the night before the panel, uh, Steele told me that he had talked with somebody at Lucasfilm and that they confirmed to him that there was going to be no sort of announcement for animation at the Clone Wars panel. But, like, it goes as far back as to when they announced the panel itself for Comic-Con, where I started going. It just seemed weird to have a Clone Wars 10th anniversary panel at one of the biggest conventions, you know, ever. It just, it it seemed weird. Like, I thought that that was something more that StarWars.com would just tweet out, like, happy 10th anniversary, today's the 10th anniversary of the Clone Wars or something like that. But to do a panel, I was always very curious about that. and. I didn't think we wouldn't get anything. I, I had a feeling something was going to happen, whether that was comics or a book or animation that was, you know, not really known. But I did think we were going to get the Siege of Mandalore. So we ended up obviously getting that. But um, yeah, so what happened was on Wednesday night, Steele told me all that. We recorded a bunch of Patreon content of me kind of depressed about the fact that Steele had just heard that. But then on Thursday morning, we went to this Hasbro breakfast thing. Then we were going down to uh, Comic-Con to go to the Clone Wars panel, um, which was very interesting. We had like this an interesting security guard incident where the security guard called Steel Satan, which was pretty funny. Oh, dang. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good laugh. And then uh, obviously the Clone Wars panel, we went into it. We we're like eighth, eighth. I think the eighth row. Yeah. Towards the front. And yeah, so the panel started. You got Filoni talking about. Clone Wars for the last 10 years and what they've done and the music and everything. Then at the very end of it, Filoni said that he had some sort of tease. And throughout the whole panel, it really didn't seem like anything was going to be announced. It was very almost somber the way Filoni was talking about the show not getting completed and all this stuff. Yeah, the, then we got the trailer and it was back. It was, a, it was a pretty emotional moment throughout the entire room. Hello, Master. It's been a I'm still, like, shaking your speeches. I don't have words. It was everything I wanted but didn't think I'd get. It was just so amazing. I grew up with that show, and it means so much to me. I'm just overwhelmed. I can't even think of all the things that I'm thinking of right now. That doesn't make any sense. Like, bawling my eyes out as soon as everyone realized that it's back. I'm about to start crying again just even you asking me about it. Honestly, it means so much to me. Like, when I think about Star Wars, I honestly think about the Clone Wars because it's what I grew up with as a Star Wars fan. I love the Clone Wars because I get to watch it with my dad and we get to build these costumes. I wasn't sure if we could ever do it again, but I think the goodwill that you guys have had to believe in the show is shared on the crew, and they are so intense about making this thing incredible for you. So, may the Force be with you guys. And uh, at that moment, I became the podcast king because that was the bet we had on the last Alice's <laughs> podcasting. So that is so great. I I got to tell you, personally, I was floored. I've only been to one con, which was Celebration last year, but I've gotten the word from lots of people who have been to cons. And honestly, I figured that the anniversary panel would just be a way for them to make everybody think back about the thing they loved and that there wouldn't really be that much going on. And so when I heard about it, honestly, <laughs> the first thing I thought was, 
oh man, I bet Corey's living large and in charge right now. And, and I was, I think it's great personally. I, I'll tell you, I, I liked the Clone Wars when it first came out and, but I didn't really like finish up the series until probably the last couple of years ago. I just binge watched the whole, whole bit. Mm -hmm. And, and when I saw the trailer that, that you guys saw live in the room, I didn't expect to be emotional about it. But yeah. Why would I? And by the end, like I'm almost in, in a little tear coming <laughs> yeah. down my cheek. I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with me? But <laughs> it's so cool what they're going to do. And to see, you know, to see Anakin and Obi-Wan wearing what they're wearing at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith and to see Ahsoka see Anakin again. And uh, I so the the whole gist of this is, is this is going to be 12 episodes. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to be on the Disney streaming service. Right. And now, did they say a date when this would start airing? No, um, they were Filoni. The only little bits he talked about because they were running overtime at that point. He just talked about how they were getting a lot of final stuff on the show in terms of, you know, the, the production value and the lighting and all that stuff was still being worked out. Um, I, I spoke with, um, Ashley Eckstein on Sunday because I was curious to know exactly what was going on in terms of air dates and whatnot. So the only thing I got was that they've known about this since January. It seems like they've been probably working on it since probably March is, is my guess from, from what I can tell. And, uh, but in terms of an air date, the rumor for the streaming service is fall 2019. So if that pans out, that's probably when we'll see those episodes. Wow. Yeah. Man, so. That is well, going to be cool. And I got to tell you, this feels to me like the best kept secret oh, in Star yeah. Wars history just about. Because there was no rumblings on the street about this yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've gotten like messages now because I've been making these predictions since, you know, like the, the panel was announced. People are like, did you know something? I'm like, no, I, I didn't know anything. Like, this was purely a hope of the show returning because, honestly, like, Ashley asked me this question. She's like, did you think it would ever come back? And I told her no. You know, it was like it, it didn't seem like there was any interest in bringing it back from anybody, obviously, except for the cast and crew. Um, and Steele was saying on his hyper chat that this was all Kathleen Kennedy. So that's that's pretty exciting to hear that Disney was really listening to the fans wanting the show back because nobody ever really stopped tweeting at everybody, you know, at, at the cast and crew and at Disney about this. And I think that's the importance of, or really it shows how popular the show was that right. the fans are really, well, and that Filoni even said the fans are what brought it back. Well, you know what? So. It, what also, Corey, I, I think is when Rebels came out, everyone compared Rebels to Clone Wars. Exactly. Everybody, everybody that I talked to said, well, it's not Clone Wars. It's good. Yeah. Or it's all right. But it's not Clone Wars. Right. So that, just having Rebels out there reminded everyone how great Clone Wars was and the storylines were and the animation was and everything about it, the music. So – you know, in the back of Kathleen Kennedy's mind, she's like, well, I, I have some I have a go to if I really want. We have the actors. Exactly. We have the guy who started it. So uh, let's just do it for the streaming network. I think it's a perfect fit. I think it's great. And by the way, people, when Corey predicted that thing on oh, this podcast, I was sitting right next to him. I just kept quiet. <laughs> I was, in my head, I was like, 
Jason and, and Randy were giving him shit, and I was like, this dude knows more, way more about Clone Wars than I do, dude. So I'm going to just shut up and let them, let them ridicule him because I don't want to talk shit. But I, the first thing, like Eric said, the first thing I thought of was how happy and excited you were going to be. So I, yeah. I'm really happy for you, buddy. Thanks. So they, yeah, it was one of those. I never, I've never teared up at a panel ever, like for anything. Um, the the only moment in Star Wars I've ever somewhat teared up is when Luke died in the Last Jedi. But other than that, like the, this Clone Wars panel, the trailer and the the motion in the room, then the cast is crying on top of that. It was like, forget it. Wow, forget it. Yeah, yeah I, I think it got most of us. I, um, I, I broke. We broke down. I know. I think Eric did too. We broke down during celebration. I think just his lack of sleep and crazy, like our minds. Were yeah, crazy. it was exhaustion. <laughs> it was exhaustion. Yeah. But when they showed Carrie Fisher's stills, I think right. everybody yeah. got really emotional. Mm-hmm. A, a Star Wars noob, should I just watch the final season of Clone Wars to oh, roll right no, into sir. that? Corey, Corey oh. will slap you. Corey will slap you. Oh no! I, I gotta say, like, I would start from the beginning, and I only say that because when you go through the character growth of Ahsoka's character. And you see, like the characters evolve and all that. I think you get a a greater appreciation for the story when you see that happen. And then, plus, like I think there's a lot of secondary characters that appear on the show throughout the seasons, which might start getting confusing if one um, arc is dedicated to a secondary character. Because it looks like, based on the trailer, they're also going back and animating the episodes that they released that were, was very rough animation. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going back and doing those as well. It looks like they released those during celebration Anaheim, right, Corey? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember those. And, uh, those arcs are very secondary character heavy on, on a couple, couple major clone troopers. So yeah, I would say definitely start with the movie and then do seasons one through six in preparation for seven. Cause uh, it's totally worth it. We've talked about this on the show that, at least from my slant, Ahsoka's character growth yeah. is probably the most finely detailed of any character that we've seen in Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, movies and otherwise, because we see her come in as this, you know, as a brand new Padawan and watch her turn into an adult from beginning to end without this yeah. huge gap. And it's really something to see. And it's amazing how, like how much of a fan favorite she is. She's only ever been in animation and it's, there's so much to like about her. And, and the, the one thing that drives me crazy is mm-hmm. that one of the, one of the things that of course came up as soon as, this was announced was yep, go look at them. They're doing this because everybody hated the last Jedi. Yeah. And and it's like they have no concept. <laughs> I don't know who everybody that was supposed to everybody. Be. <laughs> yeah. I say you know what? Like that foghorn leghorn. Yeah, foghorn leghorn. I say son. But uh but they but they have no concept of what it takes to make something like this happen. And if you need any idea of how long it takes to make an animated project come to light, look at when the Angry Birds cartoon came out mm-hmm. <laughs> long after Angry Birds was a thing, you know, and the Emoji movie, just that stuff, you know, they put it into the works as soon as they 
came up with the idea and the movies and the cartoons didn't come out until after nobody cared anymore. That's how long it takes. And so them having this didn't mean that they just thought, well, crap, you know what, guys, it's January. We're screwed. Better. We better, we better do something. Right. And it, cause I don't want to see, you know, and the whole notion too, of Kathleen Kennedy doesn't care about the fans. Her <laughs> quote on that was so misconstrued. Yeah. Her whole point was that satisfying the original fans is not her top concern. Her top right. concern is growing the brand. That's what she's trying to say, because to make it sustainable. And people yeah. are like, yep, she hates everybody, and that's why they killed Luke Skywalker. And I, this is all part of a plan, because you know what? Disney doesn't like money, and so they're just hoping to throw it away. So wow. seeing this as anything but just a great a great plan all the way around is is a bit of a bummer, but it's it's big news and I'm super stoked. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about it is the fact that I do wonder if this was the long-term plan, you know, because obviously I, I always say this on this is podcasting, but for me personally, growing up with the clone wars, when people say it was like dumb to campaign for it to come back and all this stuff, I've always said that it was like, if you grew up with the originals and you got four or five, then they canceled six it would have been a complete bummer because you don't get that storyline um, or the, the completion of the films. So that's kind of how it felt when Clone Wars was canceled for me. Cause it was like, Oh wow, we got, you know, five seasons, but so many characters haven't been wrapped up specifically Clone Wars characters, um, which in rebels, obviously we see some of that happen, but it wasn't really the same thing. Um, and I will say too, with, with rebels, a lot of the episodes that did really well in terms of the ratings, were the episodes where Clone Wars characters appeared. That's exactly so that, right. Exactly. Yeah. That, I think, had a lot to do with it, too. But I, I do think that when Disney bought Lucasfilm, I do understand the reasoning to why they wanted to focus on, you know, the films and then make their own animated show. But I am curious to know whether or not they did have in the back of their head, their minds, like, yeah, are we going to uh eventually revive the clone wars or whatever i mean regardless of, of of what it was it's back so that's that's the good thing um but yeah i'm just really happy that they uh decided to bring it back i think they're bringing it back at the perfect time i think next year is going to be crazy in terms of star wars content probably the biggest year star wars has ever had this is what it's looking like oh so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's amazing. What's all the other stuff? We were kind of like in a haze in Las Vegas. There was <laughs> there's other Star Wars news that yeah. came out through. Yeah. So what else happened? Yeah. So in terms of uh, novels, I'm not. I don't read a lot of the books um, that have come out. I think the only canon books I've read are Dark Disciple and Son of Dathmir because those are Clone Wars related. But um, they did announce a Padme Amidala book. That's going to be written by E.K. Johnston, who wrote Ahsoka. And that's pretty huge because a lot of Padme fans obviously have been wanting more Padme content. So that's cool for them. Yeah. Um, they announced a Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan novel. Which oh, is yes, also, I heard about that. That is super yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's going to be Claudia Gray writing that. Uh, what else I, did they announce? I, I wonder. I wonder. I have a question about that. I wonder if yeah. this is like a kind of like a tease of maybe if there's going to be a Kenobi film of having Qui-Gon come back as a force ghost. Right. I mean, yeah, I think I mean, everything there's... they do is for a reason. I'm, I'm right. telling you, even the clone wars coming back in my head, it's just going to be Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. 
And maybe they're yeah. getting ready to introduce Ahsoka in a live action or something. You, you never know. Right. Not only that, well, but of course, you get your the Obi Wan adventures as well in there. Ex- so that's exactly. Yeah. 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 We, we, you got to remember too, man, that next year is the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Exactly. Right. And I don't think it's any coincidence that we're focusing, you know, starting to rear up focus on the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, how, co- how cool is it, though, that we're going back to que- prequel stuff? You know, the stuff yeah. that everybody shits on, we're going back and, and telling stories and bringing all that back again. Well, and, and that's the thing is, I, you know, I'm glad they're doing it because you can make content for a little bit of everything. You know, you can do the originals, you can do the sequel trilogy, you can do Clone Wars, you can do the prequels, you can do all this stuff at the same time. And that's the beauty of what they're doing next year is we're literally getting Clone Wars mixed in with Resistance, this new sequel trilogy show mixed in with Episode Nine. So you're getting all these different time frames in one year. And I think that that's something that has been really neglected over the last couple of years. Like I said, rightfully so, because they're trying to bring Star Wars back in a huge way. And now that I think they've achieved that, they can start, you know, going into other territories that have come in the past. And that's they're also doing this comic book series, which is is, it's like called the Age of Republic, which is going to focus on the uh the prequel era of stuff and different comic books for like obi-wan and qui-gon and padme and anakin and then they're going to do uh the age of rebellion which is going to be a comic series about the original trilogy then the age of resistance which is going to come out closer to episode nine to tie into that so Jesus, it's a potpourri of star wars it's so much coming and um on the hasbro side of things though they also said that they're gonna be focusing on the prequel uh, figures a lot next year too so yeah big big prequel push coming next year so cool so yeah. that's just awesome talking to both of you guys and you know eric you're into the music and Corey, you're into the clone wars was command this might yeah. be a stupid question but was commander cody was he named after the the musical act commander cody eric do you, do you know anything about that? man i have no idea i mean you would uh, think it's not a coincidence right Hmm. I don't. I don't know either. Actually, There's I'm not the, sure. Was Commander Cody was a? I think he, he had some crazy, like crazy songs about driving trucks and big rigs and stuff like that back in the '70s, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, you know, he was. Um, it, it was. Uh, let's see, Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen. It's the 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 big song of theirs was. Uh, they're like they're country rock. They're not. Um, they're not uh what's the word i'm looking for they're not rockabilly per se you know mm. but because they're a little bit older than like what would you call like the modern rockabilly movement but like they're real just like i don't know like, they're kind of like yeah, they're, in your face i'm gonna sing about whatever the hell i want but mm, it's in a country yeah, town. yeah 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 and the, the biggest song was uh hot rod lincoln My daddy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. That was that band. But I guess I never really thought about it. So it says Cody's name is a tribute to the film serial character Commando Cody, also known as the Rocket Man, where it comes from. (laughs) 
Son of a bitch. I thought I was on the <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not a bad guess. Damn it. <laughs> All right. What else in the Star Wars? Is there uh, anything else that came out of there? I know a oh, big shout out, by the way, to Peter Mayhew, who's, who uh, oh, yeah. just went through spinal surgery and he's doing a lot better. So get better, Chewy, please. Yeah, absolutely. One of the greats. One of the greats. Did you guys see the uh, Gary Whitta thing that he talked about, about uh, the, the alternate scene that he had or the original scene that he had with Vader? No. No. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was from Cinema Blend. He said the scene that we all love in, in Rogue One, obviously, the Vader comes in and kicks ass. But he said the, the version that he – okay, I'll just read the quote. The version I pitched but never wrote had Vader on Scarif Beach single-handedly slaughtering his way through a rebel blockade at the base of the Imperial Tower. The version in the Radis hallway. It's so contained, it feels more horror than action. Mm-hmm. But that reminds me of the Battlefront game. Oh, not Battlefront, the game, but the uh, the game with... Uh, oh, Force Unleashed? Force yeah. Unleashed. You know that scene yeah. where he, at the very beginning mm-hmm. where he just goes in and just fucks yeah, things up? Yeah, finds the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, this scene would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that's very Force Unleashed-like. That was a little interesting thing I read about. I was like, hmm. Yeah, that would have been pretty badass. But well, thanks I, I, for I, making the two Star Wars guys look like dicks with that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> well, I do wonder if uh, the intention was for him to kill any of the main heroes then, if he was on Scarif. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, I would love to see him just, just kick ass on a beachfront. Just, yeah. Just, oh, my God. Slaughtering his way through a rebel blockade. Oh man, I I do agree. Yeah. I agree with Gary Whitta though. It is it is the the hallway scene is better because it is terrifying. You see the pure fear on these guys' faces. They've they've heard like horror stories, but then they've actually seen you know a lightsaber and stuff like that. And then they just see this person just walking towards them, this giant you know dark figure just killing every everything in his path in a multitude right. of ways. Just pure just terror on their faces yeah no uh it, it I'd, I'd i would love to see him just fuck up you know a couple dozen people but you know killing you know seven or ten people in a horrible terrifying way i think it is better yeah i agree i think it, it came out great i'm a big fan of yeah. rogue one man some people don't like it i love it's oh, very good yeah I'm- i love it okay yeah i've watched it a handful of times over the last like say six weeks just whenever I've had an opportunity, I put the, put a movie on. I end up putting that one on. Great, and I don't right? know if I told you guys about this, but uh, I got the 3D Blu-ray, but I don't have a 3D TV. So <laughs> I I took it and rendered it as what they call a side-by-side. And it takes the left eye and the right eye splits and makes them two videos that are connected in the middle. And you like transfer it to your phone and you put it in a set of like uh, VR goggles. Yeah. And watch it. It is the most 3D thing you've ever seen in no, your life. Wow. Are you serious? That's, yeah, dude. It, it's it's insane. And I watched it. I watched Rogue One like that. Just sitting at my, my wife and kids were out of town. So I'm sitting there on the couch with the VR <laughs> goggles over my face and headphones coming out of the side of it. And it was the most immersive 3D experience of all time. No That's a uh, badass. That's really cool. kind of a a funny little story in there is I was sitting just a little bit too far away from the little the little table I got next to the couch and I had to keep like lifting up and reaching out to grab my drink. And so I decided I was just going to go ahead and scoot over. And when I did, 
I turned my head just enough to where the orientation flipped over upside down. Dude, I almost died. I was like an inch <laughs> off my couch. But according to my brain, I was upside down because the picture flipped over in my head. And seriously, I almost <laughs> fell down and died oh, an inch man. off my couch. Let, let me tell oh, you, my... I have one of those too. I have the Samsung, the uh, the Oculus one or whatever. And I, I gave it to my little niece who's seven years old and she was on a roller coaster. And while she was on the roller coaster, she started, she took it off and then she started backpedaling, 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 ate it so hard on her back because she couldn't get her bearings oh. straight. It was, oh, no. I started laughing so hard. It was so mean. I shouldn't have laughed. But, but oh, it was yeah. hilarious. I, I love my VR box, man. What's cool about it is you can watch Netflix on it and you're in a living room and it feels like you're watching it on a massive like 140 inch screen. And there's like a fireplace. They do a great job with that, those VR boxes. Pretty I cool. watched um, Force Awakens like that on my, I think when I had the Xbox ones or was mm-hmm. it PS4? I don't know. But yeah, it is. It's it's such a cool experience. It is. We just need people like to slap you, like to make a 40 or something. You know what I mean? Just come in like, <laughs> exactly. Punch you in the gut or some shit. <laughs> you know, something I just thought of, sorry to like back this up a little bit when oh, we were talking please. about the Clone Wars announcement back and when they up, figured this in. out. Yeah, I <laughs> let me begin. <laughs> I came to win Battle Me It's Ascent. So I, uh, I, I wonder if when they announced the streaming service, if they were already kicking the idea of the Clone Wars resurgence around. Because, and the reason I say that is like for me, I'm like, oh man, that'll be cool. I will for sure get that Disney streaming service when it comes out, and so on and so on. I went from thinking that. Of yeah, when it gets here, I'll I'll see what people think and I'll I'll subscribe to as soon as they announce Clone Wars and as soon as they announce that's where it was gonna be, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start refreshing my browser mm-hmm. now. Exactly every yep. minute until yep. twenty nineteen so I can sign up for it. It really did take my interest in the streaming service up several notches and I'm already yeah. somebody who's way in. So I wonder if that was a thing. They're like, Okay, we're gonna need a hook big time to make people flip their lids over this well i think and, isn't, isn't the live action going to be a hook that, i'm dying for yeah. that one well, dude i'm gonna sh- well sure fuck. but 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 there's a lot of question marks around it that's one of those things right. like like where people will be like well i'll see what people have to say about it first but then you know but like with the clone wars people are like i don't want to hear people talking about it i want to make sure i see it first i don't want to get spoiled okay. you know what i mean yeah, yeah but, it's definitely deliberate because like, I think we were even speculating this, me and Araj, on now this is podcast when we were talking about Clone Wars. The biggest thing we kept on saying was really like, if it's going to come back, it'll be on the streaming service. Yeah. I, I never thought for a second it'd be like on Disney XD or something. I was like, if they're going to bring Clone Wars back into the extent that it was with the kind of dark tone that it had and the animation, yeah, it had to have been on the service. And with them announcing it last year, even then I was kind of questioning like, well, cause they had said initially that a couple star Wars shows were going to be on there. Mm-hmm. So a hundred percent, like if you're going to do clone wars and that live action show, I mean, even if you take the live action show aside and yet you have clone wars, this really beloved show. Yeah. You've got a, a crap ton of people subscribing just for that. Yeah, there's going to so, be a crap ton already. It's not going to be like this DC st- streaming service that everybody's bitching about already. Really? It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's going to be – it's going to have so many people. And I think the Clone Wars was the most tweeted and most looked up yeah. 
um, uh, you know, subject matter of the entire San Diego Comic Con. Yep. Which yep. is great for Disney, great for Lucasfilm, and great for Corey. I, I, I still have trouble like believing that it's happening because, I mean, for five years, it was all like this. Every time I would rewatch Clone Wars, it would be somewhat depressing just because mm-hmm. you knew you would never find out the last, you know, moments of, of certain characters. And every time they would do a panel at celebrations and it was all these animatics of stuff you wouldn't get. That made it even more depressing, I think, yeah. because you saw all these ideas and these concepts and that you're was so never going to happen. Yeah, you're so close. Exactly. So ever since like Celebration Anaheim or even I don't know if you guys know what this but Star Wars Weekends mm-hmm. in uh, 2014, yeah. the entire cast was there. And that was um, my second year going there. So I got to meet the whole cast and all that. And they, they were somebody had told me there was going to be some sort of announcement there so even like since then i was hoping that it would come back and that was like months after it was canceled so (laughs) yeah the fact that now it's back is uh is crazy and you know a lot of people have been asking me like well you still have to wait a year and it's like yeah but we've been really waiting five years for (laughs) right it's like it's like when we got it's like when we got force awakens and exactly yeah like we can wait that's that's mm-hmm. not a problem. That's definitely not a problem. Exactly. We got a question for you um, during the flash round. That's going to be Clone Wars related, and it's going to be a serious one, Corey. So get ready. Okay. All right. Put in the back right. of your head right now. That's you're gonna have to think this one out. It's gonna be, okay. It's gonna be interesting. All right. Well, that's great. That's uh, that's our Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff, guys. This next, I mean, it's great for all of us. Let me tell you, because we love Star yeah. Wars and we podcast about this shit. So this is going to be. Awesome. Awesome. It's going to be great for the network. It's just, it's just golden for everybody. So, but there was some other stuff. Let's get into random schmeals first before we get into all the other Comic Con stuff. You know, Mission Impossible Fallout, or I think it's called a Rogue Nation or whatever. It's called, it's called Fallout. <laughs> it's called Fallout. Okay. It's been getting great reviews. Uh, and this time, I think the reviews are pretty legitimate. They're saying it's one of the great action packed films in the last 10 to 15 years. Really? So, yeah, it's getting wow. it's getting Jeez. Rotten Tomatoes has it like at a ninety five. It's just it's doing really well critically. The heck? Yeah. And Henry Cavill, who I call Harry because I know him and we're friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> my boy Harry was sitting down doing junkets for for the film, and they asked him, "Would you be willing? Or would you want to be the next 007? And I was thinking, I said, this guy might be the best. I think Boo brought this up a long time ago. Am I correct, Boo? Or was it less? Somebody brought it up. Somebody did. Somebody yeah. brought it up and said, that guy would be perfect. And this is what he said. He said, I would love to do it, of course. I think Bond would be a really fun role. It's British. It's cool. I think that now that I have my Mission Impossible badge, we can do real stunts and really amp it up as well. Not to say they weren't doing real stunts. I'm just saying it would be fun for me to actually take what I've learned on this and carry it through to a Bond-like movie. I like hmm. to play Brit. I don't get to play a Brit very often. So, yes, I would love the opportunity. And if they were to ask, I would say yes. And I was thinking, he's prepped himself up by being, obviously, Superman. He's, you know, he's got that look. And then the, if you've seen The Man from Uncle, which I've seen, it was Guy Ritchie's film. It was, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, he's great in it. He was no, great in it. He has another movie that puts him in the, What's that? the spy kind of thriller. Uh, it's called Cold Light of Day. Oh, okay. He was, was like, in it? It was it, they snuck it in there right before man of steel 
Oh, and, okay. Yeah, he's got to run around and say, you know, save some family members and. Oh, okay. Yeah. To me, he would be a perfect Bond. He's handsome as shit. He looks. He's so handsome. He looks fake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I swear, he's British and he's played these kinds of roles before. So I think after Bond twenty five, you're going to go from a kind of a gruff, kind of rough and tough Daniel Craig to back to this debonair, suave Sean Connery, Roger Moore. Timothy Dalton Bond. The the only thing, which is not a bad thing, but oh. he's just going to be the biggest Bond in general. That's like what the I was size of his say. penis. Yeah. No, no. Body wise, yeah, he is he's going huge. to be the biggest. Oh, Bond. I see biggest. If he's cast as James Bond, he'll be the biggest Bond by far. That's true because he is a massive human. And then they're going to have to find. I think that's when they just bring Jaws in. They got to find someone oh, much bigger. Hey, right. bring in the mountain. Bring in Half Thor. Oh, fucking. There it is. We just casted the Holy new. Holy shit. Bond that would be one. fucking intimidating. The guy's name is like Half Thor Bjornsson. He's like the world's strongest man. He played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gregor. Yeah. Gregor Clegane, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be badass. Yeah. That would be so cool. It's See, a great idea. Les is right. His size. He's, he's a massive dude. All the other James Bond guys have been in shape. You know they can kick some ass. But he looks like a man that'll snap you in half. Yeah, he cuts an impressive figure. Yeah, but say going back to what you were saying, Raj, about having him be suave and debonair, a man that size, he should be, all James Bonds have to be suave and debonair, but a man that size, he's got to fuck some people up like Daniel Craig has, but in a more brutal brutal way where it's, it's, a, it's a punch, and the guy's like, fuck, I made a really huge mistake instead of a combo kind of thing. So I, I I I think he would do a fantastic job. I just think they would need to increase what Daniel Craig has been able to do of making it a a you know more uh, what is it hardcore. hard action hardcore James Bond, but even more so. Yeah, I think I think that uh, would be I, the, I the best that. thing for him. Yeah, absolutely, I can see that. Corey, you into any of the James Bond films? Um, I've seen uh, a couple of the Daniel Craig ones. How long has he been doing it for? He's been doing it for a while. He's got three yeah. movies, I think. Three or four. Yeah. Four I think movies. He has four. four. This one's going to be his yeah, fifth. Yeah, he's got. Wow. Uh, it's Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Skyfall. No, it's uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Quantum, Quantum of Solace. Skyfall. Skyfall and Spectre. Spectre. And, and then now, this one is going to be 25, he, right? He's supposed to do six, isn't he? Didn't he sign off for two more or just oh, one no. more? Just one more. He, yeah, he's only. He said and he Danny can't Boyle do it. is going to be directing this one. So he said he can't do it after that, right? Physically, it's getting. Too he hard doesn't want to work out anymore, he said. Yeah. yeah. And he said the first thing he does, he looks at the script, see if he's going to be shirtless. shirtless. Yeah. And if he is, he's fucked. Yeah, cause, yeah and he also has to like, crisscross the globe because uh, James, James Bond movies always film on uh, on location. Or, or at least yeah. at least they're somewhere real. There's very little CGI and stuff like that. They do so a lot of their stuff at Pinewood too, though. Where oh Star yeah, Wars no, absolutely, yeah. But 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 they're places. If if it's if they're going to put you in a mountain landscape. You're going to be on top of the yeah. fucking mountain. And then who better to, it's like true, you said, yeah. getting his Mission Impossible badge. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise is all about doing his own stunts and yeah. doing practical stunts. So, yeah, yeah, who better to get... Practical props. You know, getting the <laughs> torch passed or at least to learn under. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Struthers, what do you think about this guy? I know you, you've seen Bond films, and don't tell me you haven't. <laughs> don't tell me you haven't I've seen a goddamn Bond film. Of course I have, yes, man. I I've seen tons of them, but the... I had to say, first thought was, man, for frame size, he's too muscular. He's too big. But I mean, I guess, it, you know, it's there. That's always something you can change. But well, that's yeah, never look, been look what at, James Bond has been yeah, about. Yeah, look at Chris Hemsworth. He goes from massive to very yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, he can get I'm sure they can leaner. Do he doesn't yeah. need to be bulky. 
For Superman, you have to be and still cut, but you got to be pretty big. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I, I, well, yeah, he could, he could, you know, tone it down a bit. But I think it's he's he's built himself and his image to be a large dude kind of thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I would, I, I prefer the way he is now and the way he has been in in Superman. And the way that we see him in Fallout, oh, no. I just, I just think that would be. You want to see his muscles? Yeah, well, yeah. The that's man's just fucking not, that's huge. Just, that that's never been what James Bond's about. That's true. Not, not I that it can't be. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that's the that's the first thing I thought of when you said it. As I was, I'm picturing him. You know, the size he is in that fight scene in Mission Impossible in the bathroom, oh, where he God. just, dude. I mean, he, he enters the bathroom we've used, sideways. Yeah, yeah, and still gets wedged in there. But it's he—he he is. He's a bruiser. We've used somebody's used that term before, and it's that's the best thing I can say. And that James Bond has always been more. Well, I mean, Sean Connery wasn't in this type of shape that like Daniel Craig is, but more strength and flexibility, like a gymnast, as opposed to you, you know a boxer. I don't know. It could work, man. He's. When stars do their own stunts, there's something about it that really ties it all together. I don't know what it is. It's not like the the movie going public can really tell, but I don't know if there's just more of an emotional connection for the actor in it or what. But well, and I think that's cool, why man. that's why Tom Cruise still still produces and he still does well because everybody knows he's on the verge of dying in one of these films. <laughs> I'm serious. That's true. He has a yeah. death wish. Yeah. You yeah. want to hear my yeah. Sean Connery imitation, Struthers? Oh, sweet Jesus! <laughs> oh God, do I ever! You ready? Shaken and not stirred. That was terrible. <laughs> I, I I gave it an effort at least. I agree it was terrible. I'm proud of you for giving it a go, man. Goddamn Dago bastards. No? That's celebrity that, that wasn't... Sean Connery. Which yeah, was... exactly. <laughs> Just... Goddamn Trevac, your mom's a whore. Yeah, I, I fucked That's your mother. Tra- fucked your mother, Trevac. <laughs> I fucking love those. Those are wonderful. Oh, yeah. That's the, yeah, the Saturday Night Live. That's who you sound more like. Yeah. Okay. That's That's what I was going for. I was going for that. That's fine. If you can do that, that's even better. Spot on. Corey, did you get to see the Godzilla King of Monsters trailer? Yes. Okay. I had a question before I researched this because when I watched the trailer, I enjoyed Mm -hmm. the trailer because Billy, Millie, Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, Millie, whatever her name is, she was in it. I I love her. And maybe one day yeah. we'll see her as a, Le- a young Leia. I couldn't tell if this was a standalone or if this was a part of this Godzilla monster trilogy or family or overall, whatever the hell it was. When I looked it up, though, I did find out this is the third overall movie in the modern monster verse. <laughs> this is coming after Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. Yeah, but this is a sequel to Godzilla. This yes. is a direct sequel to Godzilla. Yes. Huh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Skull Island is a standalone. And then there's going to be Godzilla versus prequel. Kong. Right. Right. But the the Godzilla in this one made me feel like I was watching old school Japanese Godzilla. Yes, it did. Oh, no. Right. This is super kaiju stuff right now. Oh, super yeah, kaiju. It is yeah. fucking wonderful. But yeah. if this is the same family, how are they changing their Godzillas? What do you mean? Meaning the, the Godzilla that we know from 2015 is the same. It's the same one. It looked just like this one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. He okay. was his bulky. His body was bulky. I like thought that. he was Everybody... long and narrow and he went in water and shit. No, no, I no. Know he stood up straight and, and, and did the no, old school. The, pro- the issue was everybody thought he was just too big. But oh, that's okay. what they're saying that's is the these that's guys are gods. Like, mm. that's how big they are. So this is just showing how much bigger 
he is even more more well, so. Yeah, but well, like it said in the trailer, they're titans. There's a yes. difference. These are mythical yes. things. These are creatures that are the size of you know skyscrapers and things like that, where they really want to push the idea that we are leaves in the wind. No, no, not even in the wind. Dust. Leaves in a hurricane. Yeah. We are right. whatever decisions they make or whatever they, they decide to do, and however however they decide to do it. It will be done, and you must get out of the way or be crushed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't this out a couple months ago? Wasn't The Rock in this? Ha! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Yes, it was. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I, I'm I can't, sorry. I'm I sorry. can't kill it that I had much. To, I had to do yeah. it. I, I will give you this. The trailer didn't look too bad, and the visuals look pretty cool. That's the one thing I noticed, that it is a beautiful trailer. It, it is very the, like, artsy. The, yeah, the cinematography and the shots and the music that they play, it is a beautiful trailer. It looks like it's going to be yeah. a gorgeous movie. And I think we're going to play it right now. Nice. And right here, you have to put you have to put the beginning of... Uh, El El Scorcho by Weezer in there because of uh, all the all the Japanese girls in the in the trailer for Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know the song I'm talking about. Yes, I do, knows. and I'm going to keep knows. that in the podcast. Our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the infection. But like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. Unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. There was your Godzilla. <laughs> Why did I do that? Why did I just do that? Why did I just, just say Gojira? Godzilla. 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 There is your Godzilla. <laughs> king of monsters, of monsters, of kings, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <sighs> We're going to get all of these monsters in this movie. I think it's the first time. In an American movie that we get, Rodan, yeah, Mothra, and Let me King tell you, Ghidorah. the size of your shoulders right now, you can be in this film. King Kong, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for the three-headed monster. What's his name? King Ghidorah. 
Okay. Thank you. I, I, I'm ready to see him throw down with Godzilla. Oh, my God. That thing looked really cool in the trailer. Just yeah. Yeah. We're, getting, the, we're getting a metal Godzilla at some point, everybody, oh, which means Pacific oh Rim has got to roll through, too. So really? People. I didn't know they were... Are they really doing that? They have we're gonna to. We're going to have to. Corey, oh. they have to, man. Just Les, like they had to bring back Clone Wars. They <laughs> have to do this. To, uh, yeah. What do you call it? Pacific it's supposed Rim. to get Pacific to Pacific Rim, Rim at I some point. I fucking hope so. Because what they're implying is is that the breach that the kaiju were coming from in Pacific Rim, this was around before in Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, King Ghidorah, even King Kong were the warriors who fought against them Ooh. and helped protect the world. The first time, yeah. The first time around. Interesting. So with them going dormant and that breach opening again, that's when they had to build the Jaegers. Which, like I said, if when I first jumped on and you yelled at me, hope I'm vindicated. We're gonna get fucking Ultraman too. I'm out of here. <laughs> nah, that's not gonna happen. Hey, I wonder. You have to. You have okay, to, dude. Calm yourself. Any, any kaiju down. man knows you got to get Ultraman. Oh dude. no, no, I I, I agree that it should happen, but that's a bit ridiculous. You gotta admit, seeing what? that already on screen. Yeah, Ultraman's on. not coming. But, but no, Ultraman's not coming. But listen, All right, people. I don't even think Pacific Rim is coming because Sithless Boo. The John Boy- Sithless Raj, yeah. Adam, guys. Yeah, John no, Boyega, <laughs> Pacific Rim did so horrifically bad, and I, yeah, and I think yeah. it did really bad worldwide. Uprising was not well so, received. Yeah, yeah. I, those are called Jaegers, right? Yes. yes. I wonder if they mm-hmm. drop bombs on them. Jaeger bombs? I think you need a Jaeger bomb. I do need. Clap, you need clap, a Jaeger bomb clap. too. Nobody needs Thank a Jaeger bomb. Jaeger bomb. Jaeger bomb. Jaeger bomb. Jaeger bomb. Is this all connected? Is Pacific Rim like connected with? Yes, that was the idea. The rumor Corey. is yeah. that this is supposed to be all connected within the next like five years. We're gonna get all these really? monster mash. Yeah, and then we're gonna get the Pacific Rim coming to save the day. Yeah, Del Toro had uh, Guillermo Del Toro had like a a vision to bring him. One more time, like that. Guillermo. Thank you. Del Toro. What's up, Fernando? His vision was to try to tie the kite because he's a, a massive fan of that too. Yeah, I know. So to try to try to tie the kaiju culture into Pacific Rim and get all of the old monster movie guys into there. Maybe they'll take wow. a long route and get it going, but so far this looks pretty cool. I can't wait. Yeah, this actually yeah. does. It does look pretty cool. And then I guess the direct will be Godzilla versus King Kong, which but they're working on that right now. <sighs> You're into that because I loved King Kong. That was so good. No, but Godzilla vs. King Kong is iconic. You liked you liked King Kong. Your sentence was correct. You liked that part. Yeah, you I didn't like Samuel L. Jackson. You didn't like anything. You didn't anything that did not involve <laughs> King Kong. You hated. Let's talk about Aquaman though, real quick, because Aquaman dropped the trailer. But before we drop the trailer, man, they are pushing the Star Wars of Idea. DC like crazy. But now it's not just Star Wars of DC. It's Karate Kid too. Now. So director James Wan explained that there was a moment that takes place during the training sequence on the beach. It's meant to play an homage to movies like Karate Kid and Star Wars and New Hope where we see the master train the student. Here's what Wan said. There was a part of me that wanted to have Miyagi Danielson moment in the movie where he's training him on the beach, basically. The only thing he's not doing is the crane kick. For me, anyway, what makes origin stories and origin superhero stories really fun is just watching the training sequences. Watching how they become who they are. And that is a sequence in the movie where his mentor, played by William Defoe, Volko, trains the boy. How to potentially use the trident. When William and I spoke very early on, we always saw him as an old school samurai warrior like Obi-Wan Kenobi training Luke Skywalker. That was the influence. And William is such a big fan of Tori Shiro, 
מאפיון. תושירו מפונה. Say that again? Toshiro Mifune. Don't ever upstage me again. He's modeling, he's, he's modeling himself after Toshiro Mifune. In all the classic Kurosawa films. Even down to the way William looks in the movie, his hair is pulled back in a bun like a samurai warrior and his sword's behind his back. This is pretty interesting. They are pushing the Star Wars thing. And Juan's a massive George Lucas fan and Steven Spielberg fan. So he's using Star Wars as a basic influence of this entire film. Now, let's put the trailer on. It's very visual, guys, but there's enough words and, and enough dialogue that we can play this. So let's play the trailer for Aquaman. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. the underwater adventure wasn't made by James Cameron unbelievably there's no blue well there <laughs> might be blue people I can't there, say there is blue there and green people that green very people, similar yes. to Gungans yeah so I want the initial reaction let's go to our our wonderful guest Corey what did you think about the Aquaman trailer were you in Hall H did you see it live or no no I uh yeah that wasn't gonna happen um I uh, I think the Hall H, this probably was the only time Hall H was really popular um on that I think it was Saturday. No, we saw that trailer on Saturday night, all of us just watching trailers. And yeah, I mean, so we kind of had a weird experience with it because we were watching it on a TV. The, the, the frame rate was totally messed up. So it's like, you know, you're watching this trailer like it was recorded on a camcorder. So it, it looks awful. Oh, that's um, yeah. So that wasn't a good first impression. But I did watch it a second time. 
thought it looked okay. I mean, I'm not. I didn't like Aquaman in Justice League. The the film. I, just, I don't know. There was something about him I didn't like too much. And I think this one looks interesting, and I think it has potential. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always said that it's so weird that Batman and Superman are kind of in a weird place in the DC films, and you know, but they're going forward with like Aquaman and all this stuff. So, I mean, uh, uh, initially, yeah, I thought I think it look, I think it looks okay, and but I got to see more from it first. That's a great point, Corey, because they could have easily come out with the Batman film first. There, yeah, and then also Man of Steel two, which they were planning on doing, and get your two strongest characters, also Wonder Woman, which was solid, but get get your your first two characters really really solid, and then work from there. That's an interesting right. way of thinking about it. Yeah, 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 that's that's true. Yeah, and we we were having this discussion the other night too, and one thing that Randy was telling me was, well, it's kind of like Marvel, like they started with Iron Man, which was obviously a character that wasn't that well known in comparison to like spider-man and whatnot so i understand that but at the same time it's kind of i don't know for me like with dc if you don't have batman and superman at least somewhere on the forefront yeah it, it i don't know it just it kind of loses its its touch but then again aquaman could start the the dc films in another positive way i liked wonder woman a lot and i don't think when i was watching that i didn't necessarily need a batman and superman movie so, you know, maybe these will true. just get better with the standalones. True, true. And I heard they had footage of Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, and, they did. They did. I heard it was pretty amazing. And I've been trying to find it all over the internet. And I can't find it. But Yeah, there was a clip, I think, that was yeah. released. Yeah, they did a yeah. clip of her coming in to a mall and just kicking some ass with these two terrorists that are trying to, to terrorize a uh, mall in the 80s. And nice. she just comes in and just kicks ass. And then I heard that she just doesn't stop. She just keeps kicking their ass. Fans went Awesome. Crazy. Uh, well, to go back to uh, kind of slightly counter Corey's uh, Aquaman thing, yeah, you have to take it into perspective. Uh, while Batman and Superman are always doing their thing on the surface world, yeah, Arthur is constantly fighting underwater. He is constantly sure. taking care oh, of the okay. seven seas. So you kind of have to look at it like that. Let's try yeah. not to um, say, you know, because for him to go down there to take on Orm, and have to deal with Black Manta and then all the other stuff that will be going on. Uh, he can't really devote time to the surface. And the truth is they can't really go down there much. And a lot yeah. of times that's one of the major conflicts, which is played out a lot whenever the Justice League gets together, is, you know, the fact that Batman and Superman are up here on the surface doing their own thing. And Arthur's like, I got so much, I got bigger shit to deal with. Literally, right. bigger, literally shit, bigger things to deal with that you guys wouldn't even come close to. You know? Yeah. Fish yeah, to that's fry, maybe. All, yes. Fish it, to it, fry. Literally. Yeah. Pun intended he's, and all he, that. Yeah, and it's like, around, yeah. I'm a king. I got to take care of seven kingdoms, seven hells, yeah. stock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, he's got seven seas to take, you know, be a king and, and stay in control of constant threats. Uh, at any time, him and the Amazons could go to war because that's always a major rivalry between the Atlanteans and Amazons. Is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh, they don't deal. like each other. No. No, mm-hmm. they don't oh, like each yeah. other. Wonder Woman and Aquaman. That's uh, for um, Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah, oh, usually okay. Flashpoint. Flashpoint, the alternate timeline is Mira, uh, Wonder Woman kills Mira. Oh, my gosh. Because she Arthur had an down. affair with her. And Mira didn't, like, I don't, don't, I don't take that shit Mira's lightly. Bright red hair, by the and way. And Mira's bright red head got chopped clean off her body by Wonder Ooh, Woman. Yeah. And then they went to war. 
and almost wiped out the earth. So yeah, uh, that sounds like a good movie. That's a great animated movie, and it'd be a great. Oh, the comic. That'd be a great trilogy. <laughs> that'd be a sick like three part mm-hmm. movie, like Infinity, a la Infinity War kind of thing. But let's not get too far ahead yeah, of ourselves. Not too excited. Back to the Aquaman thing. Yeah. It does look good. Like you said, to see more from it, I'm I'm good right now, but I'm guessing more will come. I just want to get the more regal. You know, let's get some Caldrogo mixed in with this Jason Momoa version of it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Let's get this, like, I'm the yeah. king, don't talk to me. Because that's how he he's is. He's more like a bro right now. Yes, he's just like a surfer, cool dude. Like, I'm just a cool guy. I like to drink beer and throw things like he does in real life. And, uh, you know, it's just once we get that where he's truly a king, he suffers fools. He doesn't suffer any fools. And Batman and Superman are nothing to him. Like, if he has, he'll walk away or smack him if he has to. So it's like one or the other. So let's get that going, hopefully further down. Let's just one step at a time. For sure. Eric, what'd you think about this trailer? Did it remind you anything of the scenes and maybe Phantom Menace underwater? Uh, did you just notice that there was people, the, the creatures that look like the Gungans? What you said? Uh, oh, sure. I mean, I was expecting to hear, you know, you saw a big trouble. Or, and then the scene, of course, where he catches the trident in his hands on the, on the beach, a very karate kid, you know, that's, that definitely got that. The best scene in the entire trailer to me personally is when he's a kid and he's at the aquarium and the other dudes are, mm-hmm. are picking on him and the shark ramps the glass. And when you turn, you see all the, all the creatures in the tank <laughs> that was facing cool. out. That's, yeah. that's metal, man. But, <laughs> uh, it's like the, you need more of that. Yeah, and they, they didn't show Nicole Kidman too much, which I, I thought they should have. And William Defoe, really. I don't even remember seeing William Defoe in the trailer. I don't think we saw William Defoe. No, we didn't. So maybe that's in the next trailer or whatnot. What'd you think, Boo? Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, it gave me hope. It gave me hope. I was really nervous that we get our first trailer five months before the movie comes out. So, uh, but it uh, it does look good. Um, yeah, what is it? Uh, like Les was saying, uh, what is it? The the Kingdom of Atlantis and the Seven Seas and Aquaman. It's a I I like what they're saying and they're you know the whole Star Wars thing. I get that they want to they they want to make a big splash, pun intended. Oh, nice! Yeah. So, <laughs> but it is it is a whole different world. I love that movie, Splash. Yeah. Oh God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it is a whole different world, and and uh, uh, Aquaman has a ton of different shit to deal with. And I like how they're making a major separation between those, and they're saying that this is. This could be a different, you know, you have the DC universe above the water and now you have Aquaman's universe below. So uh, it did look good. It did look good. The CGI looks pretty sharp. I could see where they could fuck it up, but I'm going to hold out hope and say and, and, and say that they won't. Uh, Black Manta looks pretty cool. So, yeah, so I, I, I am very hopeful. I'm very hopeful. And it, and it does look interesting. And it would be nice to see Aquaman go from the bro to a king and yeah. doesn't take shit knows knows uh the importance of things you know doesn't uh just you know fuck around and you know you know uh you know drink beer and chuck the glass on the ground or anything like that he's an actual a ruler of you know uh the you know the seven seas kind of thing i would <laughs> love like to he see was him in that dc film the, the animated film absolutely right? I, the, absolutely that's that, that's exactly what i'm hoping for where he he knows that He's he's more than just a guy with powers. He's he's extremely important to 
the whole world kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I, I would love for him to grow as a character like that. Yeah. And, and I think we, I think we'll see that. I agree. I was impressed with the CGI. I thought it was better than any of the other CGIs we've seen in any other preview from DC. So I was really happy about that. Some really cool scenes, some funny scenes. Black Manta's costume looks a little cheesy to me, but that is how Black Manta looks. So exactly. I'm not going to talk shit on yeah, it. Yeah, but the way they they made it look like a militarized yeah. power mm-hmm. suit. Because, yeah, all it is is just a helmet. He's in a black suit with a giant helmet but yeah. <laughs> to add the, the other mechanisms and... He you looks, know, it, but yeah, like a I, sick Navy SEAL with like exactly. just this awesome, like yeah, the, yeah, one man army in a super pressure suit. Yeah, yeah. Pretty the, the, dope, the, the helmet's a bit much. It's always been yeah. a bit much, yeah. but everything from the neck down looks fucking awesome. Ooh, I think it looks really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now let's get into the other one that I think is going to be the saving grace for DC, and that is the Shazam trailer. Just before we play this, I was a big fan of the show. Chuck. I don't know if you guys remember. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Huge fan of Chuck and huge fan of everybody that acted and the, the actors in Chuck. And one of them, the lead actress in Chuck, is one of the leads in Handmaid's Tale. And she's amazing in it. Obviously, the guy that plays Shazam was the lead in Chuck. He was Chuck. Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi. Zachary Levi, right? Yeah, Zachary Levi, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I think this is going to be the superhero version of Big. Tom Hanks is big. Yes. Huh. And, and it makes me feel it's I'm watching that. So let's play the trailer real quick and then uh, let's talk about it afterwards. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why are you so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation. No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey! Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Grab it! Get out of the way! Billy Batson. I choose you as champion. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say, okay! Shazam? Ah, ah, this beast, Billy! What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. To the PM, PM to the AM. You have super strength. PM, you just got Can you fly? If I quit your PM, I still rock my safety. If I quit this season, I still be your You okay? Why are you talking? PM. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's going to buff out. Your phone charged. Your phone charged. What the hell? You're like a bad guy, right? 
got immunity. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> you're dead. Sorry about your window. Good night. You're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. So there you have. There was Shazam. Loved it. I think this is going to be badass. I think this is going to be funny. I think it hits at all levels. I don't know too much about this character other than knowing that he's pretty buff and he looks really cool. So what'd you guys think? Corey, what'd you think about this thing? Oh, I think it looks interesting. Yeah, I think it looks interesting for sure. Um, like you said, I, I, yeah, I don't know anything about the character other than playing him in, um, oh, Injustice. the name slipped in my mind. Injustice. Injustice yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've played him on that, but other than that, I don't really know anything about him. Based on the trailer, it looks like a fun movie, so I can't complain. I'm definitely going to go see it. Um, but yeah, Zachary Levi being the lead definitely helps. So yeah, um, it looks good. I mean, I'll definitely go catch it. Yeah, I, th- I think this is exactly what DC needs, something fun. Oh yeah. This and, is, and this is yeah. definitely going to be connected to the Justice League because there's Easter eggs all over this mm-hmm. shit. Oh yeah, no, he's, he's the only one who will be able to stand on par with Superman and probably surpass him as far as like just sheer power uh he has that added element that superman can't beat which is magic he's magic based right uh, superman so hates magic well he just yeah. can't yeah he can't even it can hurt him and he can do nothing against it so uh the idea that down the road we might get black adam played by the rock going against superman only screams that you have to have shazam there because he can't beat black adam without yeah. Yeah, Shazam. You, yeah, you can't have Black Adam without Shazam. Yeah, because so Superman is done. So who's like, the villain in this until Black Adam comes? Um, I think uh, we're gonna have to look that well, up. I, I didn't get that from the trailer. That's one thing. No, no, no. Get. You're not getting Black Adam in this. You're gonna no. get uh, uh, one of the more because if I'm not mistaken, this is a very old character. This is the original Captain Marvel, and I know a lot of people are gonna go, "Yeah, that's Captain Marvel," and Marvel has theirs, but this is like the old like 1930s yeah. mm-hmm. lightning bolt Captain Marvel and Gotcha. This is going to be one of the more. I like how they're blending things, so we're getting a modern, like, new look on this. So he, you know, you see him doing the floss dance and being a kid, and and you know the social media and the, the smartphones and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But you're gonna get this uh, from what the char- the villain looks like. He looks like an old like arch enemy from like the old school like yeah he, he looks like he was plucked out of a comic yeah, yeah. like just oh, plucked cool. out of like the yeah. depression era yeah. and like boom drop him in here uh yeah black adam is down the road don't yeah that's not happening right. for a while and what i'm and you're right about this being like big and also just being like chuck where when in the show he had no idea what to do but all of a sudden he would just access this like awesome spy network mm-hmm. in his head and be able to yeah and just do all kinds of crazy stuff. And then, you know, two, you know, right after that's done, he's just normal VCR selling Chuck. And you're like, really this guy? But yeah, that's, this is, this is Shazam straight up. Uh, further after, you know, Billy and the hero merge and become more cohesive. That's when you get more of the, I know what I actually am now and what I am capable of doing, but this is exactly what it is. This is him stumbling over himself. This is him making mistakes. This being is him being, being a kid. What we get coming is going to be good. This is just, um, I'm just really excited for this one. Good, good. Sweet. DC needs this. DC needs it. It is a nice, a nice detour. The jokes are great. Kid is great. I think Zachary Levi is going to do a good job. I guess I need another trailer because 
like Les said, and he's completely right. Uh, Shazam stands right next to Superman, hands down. It, it, you know, they can go at it. They can go at it, and they'll they'll fuck some shit up. They'll fuck each other up, which is great. But when you have something like that, I need to, I need to see that. You need I, to see his power. Exactly, exactly. Which I, I I understand that they wanted just to introduce him and like, look, this is what it's a different movie. It's funny. You know, it's a whole different take. It's a kid instead of a you know an adult dealing with this stuff. And I love that, and that's a real good thing. I guess I just need another trailer before I'm completely sold. Gotcha. But I am very hopeful. It does look very good. And, you know, Shazam has one of the best, I guess, superhero entrances. You know, Superman does the whole phone booth with the lightning bolt and just yelling Shazam, and he turns into a fucking superhero. That is amazing. That is pretty funny. Amazing. Yeah, Seeing cool. that shit on the big screen, I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And I know Zachary Levi got a lot of shit from um, all kinds of fanboys out there saying that he's not big enough. He's going to suck. Man, he looks pretty fucking big to he's me. He's fucking he huge. He looks good. Yeah, he's been working his ass off, too. The suit's a little puffy, man. That's not all muscle under there. Don't be dumb. Don't be fooled. How uh, I didn't expect to... Come on, I'm just... God, I have eyes. I, I, didn't ex- <laughs> I didn't expect to like it as much as I do. And Don't fight the I feeling. think that's cool. Yeah, I, I dig it. I think it's neat. I think it'll be... I think it'll be funny. I... I think it's going to take another trailer to find out what the movie's really, mm-hmm. really going to deal you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's that's not something where you couldn't have two hours of that trailer. Exactly. So you, you got to find it. You got to find where the substance is at. But it turns over well. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think it's got a, it's got a lot of potential. I think you're right. And I think that this is the that next wave that we see of DC making the right decisions. I think this is the next wave of writers, directors. I think we're going to start seeing this kind of output. And then, and then to go back to you saying that the suit looks a little puffy. Well, he did work out, so he's actually bulked up quite a bit. He looks massive. Yeah. But you have to think of it for the casual fan and all these people going, oh, he doesn't look like Superman or whatever. This is a kid being thrust into the body of a god. You know what I mean? So, of course, it's going to be a little disproportionate. Like, it's going to look a little over the top when you take a kid's body frame and then go, oh, yeah, Shazam, and then bam, he puffs up, you know, a champion of the gods. If if you were 15 and all of a sudden pumped up to be six foot six and 260 pounds of muscle, it, it, you would kind of look a little off. Just a little, but yeah, Eric, Zachary Levi, and I'm not, I'm not bashing you, Eric. I, I get it because it does look. You want to know is that all him or is that all? Yeah, it do, it does the look suit. Puffy. Eric's right, but it but, is what it is. Like, it, yeah, uh, that's the grain of salt you can definitely just sprinkle on there and be okay with. I would have to say this in exchange to that: that if you're gonna morph into this person, that's uh, this culmination of several god. In godlike qualities, they should look exquisitely badass sans puffiness under the suit. So I would turn your very own argument right against you, sir. But <laughs> but no, I'll take it. It's whatever, man. It's whatever. I think it looks good. But that the suit's definitely padded. I guess some of it, he was on the panel at Comic-Con. I saw a couple of pictures and his arms are well, he, jacked up. Yeah. Dude. He's definitely put on some muscle. Dude. He sure has. Well, here's here's the thing that I saw on the Internet when people were talking about it. They said he looks big in the trailer, but 
he's no Les Gonzalez. That's what the people well, are saying. What the? <laughs> Struthers, the problem with Les is he said Shazam when he was 12, and he's never come back. <laughs> he's just pretty much been this way. So what, what's the idea of the character? So he so he turns into to, to, to this guy? or Shazam. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we'll be exploring the comic book origins of Billy Batson. Earth's mightiest mortal and champion of justice, this hero was first introduced as Billy, an orphaned paperboy working the night shift by the subway station. In the first issue, Billy was approached by a shadowy figure and beckoned into a subway station where a magical train arrived and transported him to a secret cave. There, Billy entered its passageway alone and discovered a hall filled with statues showcasing the seven deadly sins as well as an old man sitting upon a marble throne. Welcoming Billy by name, he introduced himself as the powerful wizard Shazam, explaining that he had fought evil for the last 3,000 years, and that his name was an acronym for Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury, as he possessed their respective gifts of wisdom, strength, stamina, power, courage, and speed. The wizard likewise explained that he had been watching Billy since birth, witnessing both the death of his parents and his wicked uncle stealing his inheritance. He had chosen Billy as the one to carry on his quest of fighting injustice and cruelty due to his pure heart. So that's the idea. Huh, okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right, so we're all on board with this Shazam one, but I know on this last thing we're going to talk about before we get into the flash round with Corey is something that we're not all on board with, and that is the Joker film. The standalone Joker film, which I'm on board with only because Martin Scorsese's behind it, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker, who's a fantastic actor. And by the way, Todd Phillips is directing and writing it. They've gone out there and they have picked out some great actors to round this thing off, or they're actually talking to them. So Hollywood Reporter earlier this week reported that Zazie Beetz is rumored to be moving from the absurd superheroes, which was the Deadpool 2, to a supervillain character drama film. So the actress who starred in Deadpool 2 is in talks to join Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker. The standalone origin project. So Zazie Beetz, love her. She's on, also on Atlanta. She's great in it. She's a wonderful actress. She's beautiful. She's going to be great in this film. Here's the most important one. Mr. Bobby De Niro is in talks. The news also comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Whoa. Yes. Exactly. Reports the notes that Robert De Niro is currently in talks to sign on for Todd Phillips' Joker movie alongside Joaquin Phoenix. Though the deal is not yet confirmed, rumor has it that the Godfather Part Two actor could play a talk show host who plays a major role in the Joker's origin story. If De Niro does indeed sign on to the film, this will mark his first ever foray into the ever-expanding realm of the comic book movies. So this is a big deal. You get Scorsese, De Niro, Joaquin Phoenix, Zazie Beetz, Todd Phillips, and a budget that's only $55 million? Yeah, which, that's which insane. I, which, that's insane. And I know if this wasn't called The Joker, everybody would be rushing to go see it. Mm-hmm. But since it's The Joker, it's going to get a lot of a lot of negative uh, connotations to it because people don't want to see an origin story. But I, I, I do want to see this. I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm okay with the cast. I'm okay with the well, people. Well, of course. How could you not together, be okay? Really? Yeah. You'd be insane not to. But yeah. just You're still not fully on board because of the origin. You don't want to see an origin. You know what? But hey, listen, the way things have been going, all we need to do is see a trailer. And they put together you know, a cut. And it looks great, right? And I know this, I'm going to say this example, and it hasn't been received completely well, but Solo was in, shrouded in mystery until the trailer came out, and everybody's like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Aquaman got nothing until we got this trailer. And now, you know, 
their cheers are up and hands are up and fists are pumping and we get Shazam, you know, and it's like, that's all we need. Yeah, but the you, Joker is sacred ground. The Joker is sacred ground, but so was Han Solo. Mm. Sacred ground, true, you know, true. and to get a trailer after all that it went through and to say, oh, my God, this yeah, looks good. That's a good comparison. Actually. So that's what I'm saying is, is with these. We didn't have an origin story really for Solo. No, and we didn't have. And I'm just saying, like, in general, all these doubts are out there in the way social media, Rotten Tomatoes, you know, Twitter. Everybody can attack things before you actually see what the creators exactly. are able to do. That's what I'm saying. Just give it as a, a comic fan, and as most of us have all said, most of us that have been on the on the show that talk about as comic fans, you kind of don't want to touch that. Yeah, but everything can change, you know, in in a year, and all of a sudden, boom, we get a trailer and it goes, "Holy cow!" That whoa. Corey, what do you think about it? Um, when it was initially announced, I didn't care for it, especially when they said that it wasn't a part of any continuity. But after hearing that cast, I mean, sounds like they're going pretty serious with it so yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm intrigued for sure yeah i i like the aspect that it's an in, pretty much going to be an independent film for 55 million dollars right. and 55 million dollars sounds like a shit ton of money for a superhero film you start at the minimum of 150 million to 200 million so 55 million dollars for a scorsese and de niro project is not a lot of money right and you don't have to do much as far as the joker goes no. you don't need a lot of cg you don't need anything you just need makeup Yep. Really, you need right. makeup and practical effects and a fantastic actor. That's and, it. And they got one. And mm-hmm. they got a couple. Yeah. So Joaquin Phoenix going around with, you know, some clown makeup on. Damn. It's all good. Yeah. And it's going to be violent if Scorsese is involved. So I wonder it, if they're going to play Rolling Stones, Give Me Shelter somewhere in that. Good fellas. Ah. Good fellas with some guy just going. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. That was, <laughs> that was a cheap laugh. That wasn't cheap, dude. That, that was, was cheap. Do it again. That was scary. Dude. Do it again. No. Ah. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to what we've been waiting for all evening. And that is Corey playing the flash round. I have it on here that says Corey plays say what? <laughs> but it's pretty much the flash round. Corey, do you know how the flash round works? I believe so. Okay. So I'm going to give you some topics on the table and you're just going to give me the fastest, quickest response you can possibly give me. A yes or no, or maybe single answers. Are you ready for this? It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Favorite Star Wars character of all time? Ray. Wow. Good for you. That's a really good one. Solo or Rogue One? Rogue One. Favorite musical artist? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Lennon. Pretty damn good one there, buddy. Chinese or Italian food? Italian. I'm going to save the next question, the very last one, because it has to do with Clone Wars. Iron Man or Captain America? Captain America. Favorite video game? GTA 5. Thor or Hulk? Thor. Have you ever had a dream that you were in a Star Wars movie or animated series? Yes. Can you please explain it real quick? Yeah. It was in, uh, I think it was during my Clone Wars days, and it was right off the cusp of Star Wars weekends. I did have a dream that I was in the Clone Wars working on the show, and then I woke up, and then I wasn't. It's the worst, right, when you wake up and you're not in it? Yeah. I remember one time I punched the punched my wall and almost made a hole in my wall because <laughs> I, I had a dream that I was in the band Pearl Jam, 
and Eddie Vedder was like my best buddy. I've heard and, this story. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I was like so happy. I got, I was, I think I was the guitarist or something. I was trying to be Eric Struthers, huh. and I'd go out with Eddie and drink beers with them. And then I woke up and I was, I almost start crying because I, yeah, because you wake up and you're in your bed and you look right. Uh, and I woke up and I looked at my wall and I was like, no, and I punched <laughs> my wall. It's not real. <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? I, I, I go with Rihanna, honestly. Yeah. What did you just say? I said he's going with Rihanna on this. Honestly, oh, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> De Niro or Pacino? De Niro. Okay, and the last question, from me at least, would you rather have the next three episodic Star Wars films come out, or would you rather have five more seasons of the Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Say what? Oh, wow. that's how much of a fan he is. Wow. That that's, was quick, too. That was quick. You didn't, didn't give me a fuck shit. around that one. Whoa. That yeah. One. Yeah, well, yeah this one was asked to me over the weekend. So I was. Uh, oh, was it really? It was, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Great. <laughs> yep. That's great. Eric, you have any? Yeah. Uh, favorite Clone Wars arc? The uh, Darth Maul arc in season five. Oh, man. That's a, that's a strong pick. Uh, worse Clone Wars arc the droids arc oh with Colonel Meaver for Gascon yeah and it's not so much that it's a bad arc it's it's more of like it's the one that I put on least I just I don't know I don't in terms of arcs I don't put that one on a lot favorite Beatles song not written by John Lennon oh Yellow Submarine I like a lot <laughs> wow you're a fan of Yellow Submarine yeah very good pick. yeah yeah What's your, what's your favorite Beatles song in general? Oh man, that's <sighs> a lot of people go with "Day in a Life." I know Lorena loves that one. You love that one? Yeah, yeah, "Day in a Life" is great. Yeah, a lot of people I go with it, Day. I think it was "Hard Days Night." That was the one that was that really got me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I wouldn't know right now because there's so many. Um, I don't know. I love I, paper, I, I love Paperback Writer. Yeah, pretty good. I, I do. I really like the Yellow Submarine. So that is, is like it's an odd choice, but I just really like it. So that that still might be my favorite. But hmm, that's cool. That's you take yeah. Yellow Submarine. It's yeah. a unique we'll one. That. It is. Yeah. Okay, Corey. So let's say Clone Wars isn't coming back. It's a fictional okay. world. Clone Wars isn't coming back. Would you rather okay. have the Beatles get back together? John Lennon hasn't been shot, and the Beatles come back <laughs> together, or Clone Wars come back? Clone Wars come back. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sorry, John Lennon. <laughs> oh, that's okay. how much his love for Clone Wars. My pretty, God. Pretty solid. One one more. Favorite ship in Star Wars. Spaceship in Star oh, Wars. Oh, good one. All of Star Wars. Oh, the Millennium Falcon. I love it. Nice. You got to go with the Falcon. boy. Yeah, I can't. I can't choose anything else other than that. Favorite collectible item that you have? Um, It's weird because up until last week, it it probably would have been a Funko or not even a Funko, but like a like a signed item. But but now it's that Clone Wars saved poster because of the meaning behind it and the mm-hmm. event. And so that's my favorite right now. Very cool. For sure. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right, man. You did very well. Like uh, Eric you. says, you've done well with your own choices. You passed. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ace job having opinions. Yes. Your opinions, 
killed it. A plus. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on, my man. Let people know where they can hear you, find you, see you, and love you. I appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun. Um, whenever oh, you guys yeah. need some more help, just let me know. Oh, uh, this, <laughs> you, this is not uh, like a, it's not like a one time thing here, buddy. This is like <laughs> you're on now. I mean, you're gonna you're going whenever you want. And you guys are welcomed over here whenever you guys want to pop on the show. Oh, that's um, nice of you, bud. Absolutely. You guys can find me at Analysis Podcasting, First Word Transmissions on YouTube. I don't know what's going on with the cargo hold, to be honest with you. So I would just uh, do First Word Transmissions, Analysis Podcasting, and of course, MakingStarWars.net. Yes, you can find them all over that. That's for sure. Eric Shruthers, where can people <laughs> hear you? You can check me out on my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, you can check me out on the Steel Wars podcast feed. Look for the Strathers Wars episodes. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Eric Strathers, and see what my general goings-on happen to be. That's right, general goings-on. All right, guys, I think that does it for episode number 103 of The Sith List. We will catch you next week with Looks like next week we're going to have from the But Why podcast, Kate and Matt. And Kate's been on the podcast. This is going to be Matt's first time. Can't wait to have them on. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. You said But Why podcast. That's what, isn't it But Why? It's But, but why, why Though. I don't know Why Though. <laughs> <laughs> In the town where I was We'll catch you next week on episode number 104 of The Sith List. Thank you.